Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Uh, I had a question sent in to me on my Instagram page and I actually saw Kempi post this as well, asking who was the player of the World Cup for you. Uh, for me, there is an obvious standout, which I had a look through his stats, simply is incredible and I'll get to him in a moment. But I was having a look through some other guys, obviously Jerome Luai, uh, he'd be up there for me, obviously got played off the park in the first game, uh, but then backed it up with three men of the matches in five games. Uh, got some all the way to the World Cup final, which personally... I didn't really think it was possible before the World Cup. After Game One, I, I would have put the red. Sh- I did put the red sharpie straight through them. So Jerome Luai, I think he was sensationally. Obviously, uh, changed halves pairings throughout uh, this World Cup with Chanel Harris Tavita coming in, Milford dropping out, then Milford coming back. Uh, then in the World Cup final, uh, obviously uh, their hooker went down, Chanel Harris Tavita. So Milford went in there. So Jerome lost there. Still came up with a try assist. Also, just the changing of hookers throughout this World Cup. Danny Levi, Chanel Harris Tavita. I mean, it changed uh, New Brown as well, it changed heaps. So I thought that all things considered, when you take that into consideration, I thought Jerome Luai was sensational. I thought he really steered that ship incredibly well, which probably hasn't been what he's best known for, realistically. A lot of people want to put him in the shadow of Nathan Cleary, which is all good and well, uh, each to their own. But he really did show in this World Cup that he can lead a team around uh, and he can lead them around against good opposition, you know. Uh, England and Tonga, two quality teams. Wasn't that long ago that Tonga beat Australia in a game? Uh, And, you know, obviously the English side were very, very strong as well. So credit to Jerome Luai. I would have had him right up there, probably as a top three performer. Um, Another one that we probably didn't talk about enough, but I thought his World Cup was sensational. I was so impressed with how he played throughout. It was Georgie Williams for England. I just thought every single game he played, he was tremendous. If he wasn't the best player on the field, he was in the top two or three in just about every single game he played. And I personally thought that even in the game where they lost to Samoa, 
If I had a gun to my head and said, and if, if I didn't know what the end result was, for example, at the end of uh, regular time before Golden Point, if you said to me, who's been the best player on the field? I would have said George Williams. I thought he was tremendous. Him and Elliot Whitehead in that game were fantastic. So I thought Georgie Williams, even in the game where his team lost and they were knocked out of the World Cup, uh, I thought he was one of the best on the field. So those two come to mind for me straight away, Jerome Luai, and of course, George Williams. I thought both of them were sensational throughout this World Cup. Very, very impressive. Uh, you've obviously got guys from the Kangaroos as well. I thought Cam Murray, his World Cup was great. Uh, but outside of that, you know, James Tedesco was really good as well. There weren't any huge, massive standouts. You know, Jack Wyden had his moments. Latrell Mitchell had his moments. Nathan Cleary was good in the grand final. Uh, but I wouldn't say that he performed anywhere near the very best in the tournament throughout the World Cup. Uh, so I'd probably say Cam Murray. He's probably the one that comes to mind for me for the Kangaroos after uh, the guy I'm going to pick as my player of the tournament. And we spoke about it in the lead up to the World Cup final that Josh Adokar, he was probably our player of the tournament as it stands right now, still with a game to go. And um, a pretty incredible World Cup. I'm just going to take you through Josh Adokar and his stats because the more you look at them, the more impressive they are. So throughout this World Cup, Fox featured in six games. He missed one of them. His first game was against Fiji. He had two tries, 220 metres, eight tackle breaks, and three line breaks. So pretty fucking handy game there. Two tries, three line breaks. Game two was against Scotland. He had four tries, 195 metres, seven tackle breaks, and four line breaks. So after just two games, you're looking at six tries, seven line breaks, 15-odd tackle breaks, and he's averaging about 200 metres per game there in his first two games. Granted, guys, against Fiji and Scotland, I understand understand uh, that some of these stats are obviously outliers because they are against lesser nations, but uh, I mean... Josh Adokar can only play who's put in front of him realistically. Uh, game three, he didn't feature in. Then game four, he came back and this was the finals. So this is the first game of the World Cup finals against Lebanon for the Kangaroos. Uh, his stats for this game, he scored five tries in this individual game. He ran 160 metres, had five tackle breaks and had one line break. So, pretty impressive in his first three games uh, to manage to stack up 11-odd tries. Very, very impressive. Game five was against New Zealand a week or so ago, just over a week ago, he was very impressive in this one. Scored one try, and of course, the one try that he scored was unbelievable. It was off the Ben Hunt kick that he caught on the full. You do not see many tries scored like that simply because uh, it takes so much in that moment for a winger to be flying at top pace, get in between uh, the winger and the fullback and catch it on the full, on the fly, and not slow down at any point. And that's assuming that the kick in the first place is pinpointed. Even if the kick is pinpoint, absolutely perfect, still a lot of work to do for a winger in that moment. And Josh Adokar, uh, he delivered in that moment a against New Zealand. Uh, I said that I thought the Kangaroos were a little bit lucky to get away with that game, to be honest with you. Their attack wasn't fantastic. It came down to individual brilliance from Josh Adokar in that moment and Cam Murray a little bit later as well. But what Josh Adokar did then, I thought New Zealand were on the front foot at that point. It sort of came out of nowhere. Uh, a tremendous, tremendous try and probably the best of the World Cup, in my opinion. It was sensational, that one there from Josh Adokar. So against New Zealand, one try. 164 metres. He had three tackle breaks and one line break. So that was probably his quietest game of this World Cup, to be fair. And he scored the try of arguably the tournament. I thought it was right up there with him. Still had three tackle breaks, one line break, 160 metres. So that was probably his quietest game in a really scrappy game where the Kangaroos never really got their attack sorted against this Kiwi side. So tough for a winger to get involved. Still came up with some pretty incredible stats and came up with a, a remarkable moment as well. And when you're a winger and, you're not, and your team isn't flowing, 
you got to take advantage of every single opportunity you got. And the one opportunity Josh Adokar got, fuck me, didn't he make it count? Incredible stuff. And without that try, I'm not sure if the Kangaroos win this World Cup, to be honest with you, because I'm not sure if they beat New Zealand if Josh Adokar doesn't pull that out of absolutely nowhere. Uh, we then had his next game, which was the Rugby League World Cup final against Samoa. Uh, this is the only game in the entire World Cup where he didn't score a try. So he finished on uh, 11 tries, I think it was, 12 tries, sorry, for the World Cup. Pretty damn impressive still. But it should be noted, he had a try assist in this game, obviously set up the one for James Tedesco early that really broke this game open. Uh, he was unlucky not to have two try assists as well. There's another moment later in the game, he makes a break down the left edge. He kicks back into the middle, and Angus Crichton's going to score for all money. He knocks that ball on. So the only try he didn't score, the only game he didn't score a try, and he still came up with one try assist, was very unlucky not to have two. But outside of that, when you have a look at the rest of his numbers, 181 metres in that game, uh, nine tackle breaks, and he had three line breaks still. So despite not scoring a try, he still had three line breaks and nine missed tackles in that game, Josh Adokar. So what I did is I took all of his numbers from throughout this World Cup, and I worked out what was an average game for Josh Adokar. So if you take all these numbers, all these stats, you divide them by how many games they've played, this was an average game on average during this World Cup. And this is in including, obviously, the games at the start with our big blowouts. But this is also including games against Samoa and New Zealand that were really tight, really close. And the game against Samoa, he didn't even score a try, remember? Uh, so it sort of does level out a little bit just to show you how well he went in this World Cup. Um, Fox, his average tries per game, two tries per game on average during this World Cup for Josh Adokar. He On average, he ran for 184 metres. Now, when we compare that to your Brian Toto's and these, sort of guys. It's not crazy impressive, but you got to remember Josh Adokar, he's a finisher, yeah? He's a finisher first and then coming out of his own end second as a winger, yeah? Some wingers are fantastic out of their own end, which is Josh Adokar is still, but he's more known for how he finishes tries, and that's why he scores so many. So still to average 184 metres across five games coming out of your own end, pretty damn impressive. He averaged... He averaged seven tackle breaks per game. Averaged seven tackle breaks. Pretty impressive. And he averaged 2.5 line breaks per game. We normally round those up. So let's say three line breaks. I'm on Team Fox here supporting what he's done. On average, Josh Adokar scored two tries per game, ran for 184 metres per game, had seven tackle breaks per game, and had almost three line breaks per game. Pretty fucking impressive. Uh, for a guy that missed out on origin selection this year, for a guy that... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I myself as well, I've got to admit to it, I questioned, he's going to Canterbury, is that going to potentially cost him representative jerseys? I think it did during the year, uh, but I think that obviously during Origin, you can see the impact of not having Josh Adokar. He went on the Kangaroo Tour, and he's been the player of the tournament. Not just the player of the outside backs, not just the player of the left edge for the Kangaroos, the player of the entire tournament, Josh Adokar. He's been fantastic. I'm not sure if this is an award that is actually handed out, or if this has been announced anywhere, but if I had to pick my player of the tournament, it'd be Josh 
Shadow Car first, Daylight, then probably one of the other two, Georgie Williams or Jerome Luai. I thought Fox was sensational throughout this World Cup. And I think that you could see the influence that Josh Adokar had as well off the field. You could see uh, how much he meant to this Kangaroos team, walking around the hotel hallway, scaring people, making them laugh. He was always up to something, uh, training in team photos, whatever it might be. He just provided endless entertainment for the Kangaroos boys and for us at home as well. I think it's very, very hard not to love Josh Adokar and what he does. He works his stick off. He's lightning quick. He's got all the highlights in the world, but he's also a champion guy. He makes you laugh all the time at what he's doing. You're always, Whenever I opened up Kangaroos content, no matter who it was of the 30-odd of the players or whatever, you were always keeping an eye out for what Josh Adokar did over the last few weeks. And he's the sort of guy that you need to have in your suitcase when you go to England for five or six weeks. Uh, he was tremendous throughout this World Cup, on and off the field. He was sensational. He's one of these great personalities in rugby league that we really need to embrace. We need to embrace guys like Josh Adokar. He's, he's obviously the joker off the field, but he's all, he's all rugby league once he gets on it, and he's all about winning. And gee whiz, didn't he deliver in this World Cup? The, the Canterbury Bulldogs, they have done so well to get this guy onto their team, to take him from the Melbourne Storm, where traditionally you get guys from Melbourne and they don't tend to reach the heights that they did uh, when they're at the Melbourne Storm. Their careers can sort of tend to go under. And it looked that way when he missed out on the world, when he missed out on State of Origin. And he didn't score a try. I think he scored one try in the first five or six weeks. Do your own research there. But he started really slow. I think he's finished the season with 14 or something, which is incredibly impressive in a team that didn't make the top eight. And realistically, when you look at the Canterbury Bulldogs and how they attack, it's all going down the left edge, yeah. So he was a marked man as well. Teams were preparing for him week in, week out, and they still weren't able to stop the great Fox. And I think it will get better in 2023. You've still got Matt Burton there. You're going to add Viliami Kikau on that edge. You're also going to add Reid Marnie. So the, the delivery and the service that left edge is going to get is going to be better than ever as well. With all due respect to Jeremy Marshall King, obviously, but Reid Marnie, he's probably got the best dummy half pass in the game. So very exciting to watch what happens with Josh Adokar over the next couple of years at Canterbury. Might even be the captain of the Canterbury Bulldogs, which would be unbelievable to see what, what a rise that would be from arriving there only 12 months ago uh, to being the loudest guy on the field, probably the most successful guy going to the World Cup after missing out on Origin, player of the tournament, into Canterbury Bulldogs captain. It would be something really, really special. Josh Adokar, by far and away, my player of the World Cup. A tremendous series for him. It was incredible. Top try scorer, but also the best player. It's not very often you see a winger come home with an award like that, which is pretty unbelievable. Dane Gagai has done it from the wing, I think once, being the man of the series in State of Origin, which was unbelievable. For a winger to go to a World Cup where you don't even play every game, but your halves tend to. Your halves tend to play most of the games, your halves and hookers, so they get used to each other, ready for the big stages. Quite often, your halves get to the end of these big games where they win by 80 or so. They've got six, seven tries, whatever it might be. That's normally how World Cups go, and there's normally a standout ball player that takes it. For me, Josh Adokar, I'm not sure if he could have done much more in this World Cup, and even in the games towards the back end, where potentially he was a little bit quiet because he didn't score a stack of tries, he still had six or seven line breaks in those two games. He still set up two. He only got one, of course, because Angus Crichton knocked on the other one. And then the game against New Zealand, he comes up with the biggest play in the game, in my opinion. A sensational, sensational World Cup by Josh Adokar. Congratulations to him. He's proven many people wrong once again. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.